Welcome back, Fantastic Books listeners. This is Sam. And Anna. Today we have a special guest with us, our friend Jackie. Hello, thanks for having me. I'm very excited. So... (laughs) (laughs) I'm super excited. (laughs) I'm stoked. (laughs) Oh my god. But anyway, Sam, where are we in the book? (laughs) So, we're back following Name of the Wind, chapter 42, Bloodless. Kavoth had just been whipped in front of the entire school, and like a badass is walking away, and he's heading over to the medica to get looked at. So he goes to see Master Arwell, who's like, wow, this really isn't that bad. Like, you're not bleeding all over my table. Like, this is weird. And essentially, like, the most... Well, first of all, my favorite line comes up. (laughs) It's super important. But the long story short is that we know Kavoth took Nalrut, which... Just for the record, I pronounce everything different than you guys, so I apologize in advance. Oh. But I no, took you from the audiobook. <laughs> You're, I know, they sound right. They I would say no route, but like no route. No. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. It's a drug. So it takes a drug. He's doing drugs. Illicit drugs. And he can't feel much. Like he can feel a little bit, but um, he knows it's like an anesthetic. And basically, Arvel is like, hey, do you want something to numb the pain? And Kavos like, uh-oh. Like, <laughs> I took something, and I probably shouldn't take another something, so at least he's smart enough to know that. But he's like, no, I'm good. Like, I, I can handle it. And Arwell's like, what did you take? <laughs> yeah. He doesn't pick up on it at first, though. He doesn't. And then he's like, <laughs> this is my favorite line in the whole book. So Kavos like, no, I don't need anything. I can handle it. And Arwell goes, and do you enjoy this sort of thing? <laughs> <laughs> Basically calling him a sadist, which is hilarious. Yeah. Well, I do like what he has to say I thought he was asking about, about self-harm. Oh. oh. I thought he was talking about, like, sadism. Like, do you Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was like... <laughs> wow. Oh Such God. a different interpretation. Wait, okay. Uh-oh. What did you think? So I always thought it was like, if you enjoy a certain thing, like, do you enjoy putting up, like, the tough bravado, like, I'm fine, just, like, rub salt in the wound. I can well, what does this question even mean? I thought it was, like, legit sadism. Like, that's why it got me so mad. Oh, like, my God. Oh, my so, God. I mean, I literally stopped and was, like, laughing. Like, <laughs> like crying. I thought it was the funniest. Like, oh, my God. No, no, I thought he was literally talking about, like, self-harm and was, like, concerned. Because he's a doctor. No. <laughs> now I'm trying to find the exact one. I thought I highlighted it. It's, like um. the whole earth is shaken. Arwell was silent for a while, oh, yeah. stroking his upper lip with a finger as he watched me through half-lidded eyes. And do you enjoy this sort of thing? He asked dubiously. Right, because I feel like he's like... Oh, then Kaboth laughs at his expression, right. so maybe he was like... I thought it was That like makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely... Because he also was like, oh, oh you're going to have some scars to show the ladies later. I'm like, he's 15. Why are you being so weird with this boy? I know, it's weird. Yeah. It's no, weird. I think he was trying to give him, like, a pep talk. Like, I, I think Arwell's just a... Strange old man. He's very weird. Yeah, he's super weird. Well, it's like so the I classic, like, quirky old, like, mercenary. Yeah, he's like. just funny, and, like, it's fine. And then, like, after he's asking, like, well, he, like, takes a better look at him and, like, looks at his eyes and, like, looks at his hands. And he's, he's like, clearly like, you're you under something. Yeah, and I love what Kavoth has to say. He was, like, basically saying how he has made a lot of enemies already at school. He's outnumbered. All eyes yeah. are on him. So he can't afford to look weak. Yeah. And so, Arwell then says, if I was older, I'd say you were being foolish, but I know how mean, like, boys and, like, young men can be. Yeah. 
And but his line though, like it, I literally highlighted it because it's such a good line and it's so foreshadowing too. Kavoth is saying, I've learned that the best way to stay safe is to make your enemies think you can't be hurt. And I feel like that plays a lot into like how the legend of Kavoth starts. Yes. It's all about him like creating legend and like becoming almost untouchable and like the whole, like when we see Kote or Kote, whatever. <laughs> uh, jacket. Um, <laughs> scarf. Um, but when we meet him, he like He's that personality because his his true personality is shrouded in myth and it's not real. And I feel like a lot of the point of the book is about talking about how like all of these legends that we think are him are bigger than what the true story is. And yeah. every true story that comes out, like there's a myth kind of that circulates and then when he dissects that story it's much it's less cool. Not as yeah. much more and I feel like that's how it kind of And there I read ahead a little bit, but there was one part where he was talking about how he just started rumors about himself with his old bunkmate Basil just or Basil. Yeah. yeah, and he was like, I would just tell him, and then he would, like, spread them around just for fun, because yeah, right. I have, like, no power, no money, no right. family, so, like, yeah. my literal only thing that can save me is my reputation. Yeah. No, but that's actually a really good observation, because when we hear about all these stories, either, like, in the present day about Kavoth, or even as the plot continues through the first and second book, there is this whole complexity to the story that is less impressive than how it comes down. Like, even in the back of the book, when you're kind of, like, reading about the legend of Kavoth, it's like, he burned down the city of Trayvon that we read about later in this book. Yeah. And what actually goes down yeah. is very different than what how it's built up to be. Right. Wasn't it supposed to parallel the Dracus, like, how Chronicler wrote the book yes. that everyone thought was about a dragon he was like oh it's just a lizard yes like exactly. and he like took a very scientific and kind of clinical approach to it and so like doing the same thing here and like getting to the bottom of what all these legends are yeah makes and I think him that's why he picked cool but less cool was, yeah i think that's why he was open to chronicler too because he was like you'll tell the real truth and you won't make it sound pretty like, yeah yeah he wants like i think he's at a stage in his life where he wants people to stop treating him like a legend and stop feeling like his life was pretty because it was awful like it, it was, was really awful pretty shitty but anyways <laughs> <laughs> so yeah Arwell's taking a good look at his back and he's admitted that he took like two scruples and all root in this part and i know we jumped ahead a little bit but kavoth is talking about how he like stitched his knee up is this the first time he admits to anyone at the university he was homeless yeah oh i, I love him. this part yeah too. i it's and so he's like subtle. pretty proud about his work and very like stalwart i guess yeah of yeah. like you know this is the best i could do and i was working with everything yeah. i could yeah he literally tells arlo he's like you know i was just doing the best i could with the tools i had at the time this is like where the gut was broken like in my knee and i had to like restitch it halfway through yeah, yeah and then the other part of the truth was like <laughs> he took his shirt off because he only has two shirts he wasn't right. trying to be brave or like yeah. whatever right and i feel like arlo like didn't give him pity and like do any like he was perfect and it was the first time that Kavoth was like oh I can like say this and like not get pitied and like how I feel like he just like absorbed the information and was like okay yeah, yeah. He was, like, I now know this about this you way, but like, like you... didn't really react in any right. kind of judgmental way but then we meet Mola who's yeah. one of my favorite characters I'm glad Great. that there are girls at the university but I wish there were more I'm very disappointed in how like male heavy this book is there's so many guys but, no, but they are strong female characters here. they are I... it's like Mola Thela um, later down the line Vachette like 
Devi. Yeah, but I think the point is that, like, I think he makes a good, like, like, I feel like even though this is a fantasy book, he does try to, like, poke fingers into, like, real-life things. And, like, no, he definitely and, like, does. Like, the... Sedation the, and, like, things like that. Women are very... Not how women are usually written in books. Right. And it's, like, they're such good characters. And, like, I wouldn't trade them for more. Yeah. You know no. what I mean? Because like, the quality, quality of what you get is fantastic. And it's almost, like, the point of it is that those are the type of women that can make it. And, like, it's unfortunate because so many women get, like, shafted. But, like... It's, no, it's, it's, it's like, good social commentary. Yes, right. Like, there's plenty of, like, young, white, rich dudes at this school. Right, right. And, like, four girls. Right, exactly. Which sucks. Sucks. But, but makes sense. They're trying. Yeah, but, I mean, even within the book, there's, like, the self-aware of, like, the academia involved with it, where it's, like, you know... No, that's what I mean. Like that's what I mean he's commenting on. Yeah. It's, like, just the way academia or, like, anything hierarchical works. Yeah. So, we do get introduced to Mola... And she's just elf, not Raylar, right? As far as her level, she's Raylar. Okay, my my mistake. But um, she's. I thought you asked me if she was an elf. (laughs) I don't. I I think there are no elves in this. Her level in the academic hierarchy. But um, (laughs) she basically gives Kavoth like a quick like once over as far as like she examines his back. She then tells Arwal like what she would do in order to stitch him up. And then Arwal basically tells uh, Mola that Kavot like doesn't want to be anesthetized. He doesn't want anything for the pain, and that being she's funny though because she was like, "Well, I would tell him he's being stupid, and yeah, <laughs> if right. he gets in my way, then I'll like tie him to the table to finish yes. his job." Yeah, like she is she, like, like very business. Yes, even how she walks in, like Arwal, you can tell he like runs a type shit because he's like, "Tell her to only bring what she needs." Like, yes, exactly. And the second she comes in, he's like, what have you brought to remedy the situation? And so she, like, lists five things. And he's like, oh, what? You didn't bring the sympathy wax? And she's like, no, I didn't. He's like, why? She's like, because I don't need it. I don't know and what sympathy like, wax is. So, okay, I'm confused because it's, like, how they make magic, isn't it? Well, not magic. Is sympathy Maybe. wax, like, a specific thing? I think it is for human binding. Which actually is really impressive oh. because... Is she saying she's so, so good, good at stitching she doesn't need, like, magical binding? Yes, oh, and wow. I think that's why it was like, another, like, notch in her belt of being, good like, for badass. Her. Is like, I'm so good at doing what I do, oh, I don't wow. need to use sympathy to get the job done. I didn't know that. That's I, what like, I mean, that's what I'm interpreting. In my brain, it was, like, Neosporin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a wacky string. <laughs> I feel getting mad for Neosporin now. <laughs> Sponsor us. <laughs> Do you have a cut? You know it's really good at cuts. You know what happens a lot in your books? <laughs> Paper cuts. Oh, as much as I love reading books, what I hate is paper cuts. Get the Kindle out today. <laughs> I digress. So, no sympathy likes. <laughs> no sympathy likes. But it's very, like you said, it's very methodical and very... Like, she don't have time to waste. And no, not at all. Like, she's just going to do it. And, like, if you say no, you don't get a second chance. But I think that's, like, super respectable, too. Yeah. I what I did, too. and granted, it was, like, kind of, like, tongue-in-cheek and, like, trying to be, like, flirtatious. And it's all, like, young people at school. But she was like, oh, you have, like, very good skin. Like you know, That was so weird. And then, like, classic all <laughs> was like, Mola, you're that's a young weird. professional. <laughs> and I'm like... 
Clearly, she like mentally, like in a professional tone, it wasn't. She was like grabbing his back. She is grabbing his back. She's that grabbing is what's happening. It's no, like, yeah, it's like a weird moment, but it's funny. It's like, oh yeah, it's just it's like just so embarrassed. She's like, like he'll oh heal God. well and move on. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. She's like, oh, that's not what I meant. You know, in the Harry Potter movie though, in the sixth one, when they're like. Harry and Ron are in their dormitory and they're like talking about the girls they like and they're like they Just have nice skin. skin. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a it's weird so line. Weird. It's so weird. But like it's true. Like when you see somebody's skin who's like perfect, you're like, oh my god, your skin. Porcelain. It's <laughs> I wonder what that's like. <sighs> so Kavot's really got stitched up and he kind of makes his way out of the medica. And but he also says, like, Master Alwell says, like, come back in four days. If you're clever enough to keep from tearing out your stitches, I'll have you here. So he, like, invites him to be a student. That's his second invite, though, right? Yes. Because Kelvin already invited Kelvin, him. Kelvin had already invited him. Yeah, he did, right? I think um, so. Oh, yeah, because then he has to the go the next day. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, he's probably one of my favorite, like, characters <gasps> in the series. The fish is my favorite. It's the coolest. All it's the so cool, cool stuff goes down. All the great breakthroughs. It's just, it's really awesome. I know. Chapter 43. The Flickering Way. This, I think, Oh, no. <laughs> I know. It pisses me off. But it's so pivotal to, like, all of the changes that happen. It I is. was avoiding it this is. chapter so, all We costs. put off reading this chapter for so long. Because <laughs> Sam was, I was, like, reading out loud. And Sam was like, my hands are so bad. <laughs> the, the conflict. Uh, the cringe. It's so, oh, it's so frustrating. And I feel like. This is really the first time he's not able to talk himself up. So yeah, like, it really so frustrating. catches up with But it's, right, it's what catches up because he's, like, not able to weasel his way out. Not that he's weaseling, but he kind of is, like, Well, that's the whole thing. He's, 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 he's cheating a little bit yeah. and, like, kind of lying a little Since bit. Since he shows up at the university, it's like, mm. He's telling lines, and this is the first time so gets cut off, and it's like, anyways... <laughs> Not that I think he deserves what he gets, yeah. but also, no, like... It's a grounding moment, because it's not just, like, he's infallible. Nothing bad can happen to him. He's the protagonist. It's, like... Yeah, I don't like books like that. Yeah. I mean, granted, his whole family was murdered, so... <laughs> yeah, he's had a rough go. He's had a rough go. <laughs> and then he was, like, kind of homeless, and then beat up a lot. And, like... <laughs> and whipped. <laughs> yeah, rub yeah. teachers the wrong way, got whipped. But no, good stuff happens to him. <laughs> well, no, it was, like, he showed up, and they were, like, have some money. Here's a bed. You're yeah. a star student. You're promoted. Yeah, like, love you. And I'm glad they were like, actually. And now we see through your bullshit. Yeah, you're a piece of crap. <laughs> Class dismissed. <laughs> I just understand that he is, has taken the NAR out. But like, why do you decide to immediately go to the archives? Because he's stupid. He's impulsive. He's That's so oh my God. That's what and makes me so bad. mad about this whole thing. I'm like, if yeah. you waited like an hour, you would have been fine. No. And so like the way, the way it's read is that. He's like, oh, hi, I'm Miss Nauru. And, like, he's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go, go to the, the archives. Yeah, I'm like, unstoppable. And, like, he's like, do-do-do, walking my way over. And he gets to the desk, and it's Ambrose and Fella. And Fela, Fella. I say Fella in my mind. I say <laughs> Fela? Fela. I like that Fela. That's Every, I just always hear, like, Fella. Like, <laughs> hey, <laughs> Fella. <laughs> um, but it's Ambrose and Fela. You're a Fela. real pretty girl, Fella. <laughs> so cringy and he's like all over her and like kind of grabbing the back of her neck and like so leaning in and like he thinks he's so charming but she's so uncomfortable and like immediately he's so pissed like Kavod is so pissed 
And literally, it, the line is like, it sparked an old anger in me. And I was like, ooh. Yes. It reminds me of like Tardian days. Either Tardian like, days or like the, his like family, the Adimaru, like maybe yes. getting preyed upon. Yes, mm. and like so over it. Um, so then he approaches the desk and he's like, we're ending this right now. And he destroys him beautifully. I love it. Yeah, and like he sees that Ambrose is like <laughs> writing a poem and he trashes. <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> he hates poetry. Where he's like, this isn't even like a limping verse. Like, at least a limping verse has a rhythm. Like, this is like terrible. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And Ambrose is, once again, to, in case you forgot, he's like the rich, like, snotty kid in school. And so he's all, not my father. And he is so mad. You embarrassed me in front of the hot girl. Absolutely. <laughs> But he's like he's doing it in a way that's like giving Fella an escape hatch, like saying things so that she can kind of speak and start like edging her way away from him, and like it's very pro. Good yeah. job. Because well, I think if he went in there and was like, "Leave her alone," yeah. like oh, that would have blown up. Right? Yeah, Absolutely. way too comic booky. Yeah, yeah. Because I think even though clearly she does not like the position she's in, she doesn't want someone to come in and like. Take well, care of it for her. Because yeah. then you know every time after that when she's with Ambrose, like, if they ever are together in this situation again, know. like, it's going to be so crappy. Absolutely. But so, the long story short is he's, like, trashing this poem, and he's trashing Ambrose, and Ambrose is getting really pissed, and eventually, like, tells Fella to leave. Fella. <laughs> to leave. And she's, like, he thinks... He, that she looks over her shoulder in, like, a very, like, thankful way. Like, she's so glad to get out of there. And he's like, okay, now on to business. Yeah. I now I can do my things. Sex. You know what I My name is in there. When they write that line, is like, Phelan looked over in I, what I'd like to think was a grateful way, the way it's written. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm wondering if that plays into, like, Cavalsi's... Because he's kind of arrogant. Like, in him thinking, like, oh, she looked over and thought, like, she was grateful for me saving her. Or, like, I wonder if he well, genuinely was like, I hope she, like, is okay. Yeah. I like to think the latter yeah yeah because i think he is super cocky with his ability but also doesn't see like and especially in later in life like when we see him as coach like doesn't see the good he puts into the world mm-hmm. and so i think that's his weird like divisiveness as a character is like he's so cocky and so arrogant all the time but then when he's actually doing good for other people it's very um like selfless yes yeah. and almost like he doesn't know the power that it has so i think she probably did and he was like i don't know probably not you yeah. know what i'm saying like it's almost like self-deprecating gotcha hmm. i don't know that's just the way i think no i just figured I like, like being a demon he was always like considered an outsider or whatever so i feel like yeah. in situations he always absolutely. tries to look for like whoever is the weak link there and like be in their corner absolutely 100 percent so this is what, like, boggles my mind, because, like, clearly, like, the null route is, like, finally starting to wear off, so it's, like, insert the stupid, like, mm. Yeah, and he even says, like, it feels like a lead brick, like, hits your brain, and, like, he's tired and sluggish and, like, not thinking well, and then he's alone at the desk with Ambrose. And then he just fully takes advantage of him. Absolutely, and Ambrose is, like, so this is the first moment, essentially, that Kavoth is in the arcane. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but his name's not in the book yet, right? Isn't no. that what... isn't in the book yet, and it can take weeks to get in the book. And so he's like, look in the book, like, I'm in it. And, like, 
Ambrose is like, you are not in it and I'm not letting you in, like, yeah. period, like, so pissed. And so then, like, Kovo, like, lifts his shirt and is like, are these scars enough for you to realize? And then, like, everyone has So dramatic. <laughs> yeah, and it's, like, super dramatic, but it is what got him in. Like, yeah. he knows it. And, like, Ambrose was there for the moment that he got in. Like, he knows it. And so Ambrose is like, all right, I'll let you in. And he charges him a bunch of fees. He's like, there's a stack for you. It's a talent. And he charges so much him money. And he's like, here's like a lamp. It's a talent and a half or whatever it was for a lamp. And at this point, Kaboth still only has like a little bit of money. I think he has yeah. one talent left. I think he just really gives it I all. I think he gives him like all his money. All the money he basically has left for the rest of the semester. And so he was like, I can't afford a lamp. And he's like, oh, candles are just a hay penny. You can have it. It'll be. He gives it to him secret. for free, I think. Yeah, yeah and he's like, like if you, know you don't what? mention what you saw with Fela, like, yeah, I'll let you in. And like, Kabozi's like, oh, look how nervous he looks. Like, I know, I really got it. the better of him. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh my god. And my <laughs> so damn candle. And I love the line where he's like, Ambrose wasn't half the bastard I thought he was, thinking like he's receiving a charity from him. Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah. And, and then, obviously, with what happens. Uh, yeah, and so then he's finally, finally in the stacks. And he's like, oh, my God. And he's, like, deep within the stacks. And, like, there's no one really around him. And he's, like, smelling the air and, like, feeling so happy. And he lights his candle. And he's just looking around. And there's 10,000 on 10,000 books and all those things. And he's so excited. And then he sees, like, a pair of lamps, like, kind of walking towards him. And they start walking faster. And they get up to him and immediately blow out his candle. And they're like, what are you doing with an open flame in the stacks? And he's like, oh. What am I, what? Yeah. And he's still all dumb right now. And he had just come across that four-plate door. So he was just, like, oh enraptured. Totally, oh, my God. <laughs> okay. I totally steamrolled the four-plate door. Wait, this is so important. It's super important. Gotta, also, he mentions that, like, the, the air is super fresh. Yeah. And he doesn't know like how they could possibly get it to be so like the outdoors and there are no windows there's no light isn't it connected to the underground though like the under thing yes right so he notices it right away but then i also have a theory that it has to do with the floor like door and whatever is oh it. absolutely also but like, what do you think is behind the door uh, all right. <laughs> oh god all right yeah there's so much <laughs> to dissect i have so okay, many so thoughts reverse i'm sorry I'm, I'm oh it's okay i'm a newbie no that's fine <laughs> no no but when he goes in and he lights his candle, he's just looking around, and then he, like, sees the grand four-plate door. And, like, they spend, like, a full page describing yeah. this door. Like, it's, like, set in perfectly so, like, you wouldn't yeah. feel it. And it's got, what were Valeritas described? Does yes. that just mean truth? Is that what we all assume? Well, okay, that was another thing, because it's, like, valor and truth. Like, that's, like, I don't know, like, Latin, like, would break it down to, like, valor and truth. And so, like, it reminds me of, like, the Amir and, like, the purpose of the yes. Amir. And, like, it's clearly related to that. But they also describe it as similar to a gray stone. I which is literally, like, it comes back so often. It is a literal gray stone. It's a solid gray stone. It's, like, eight-inch frame. It's all a single piece and seamless. Like, he's running his hand over it and he can't sink his hand in anywhere. And he's like, what is this? Isn't and the library itself like kind of described like a gray stone too? So it's yes. like one within another. So there's always these illusions with the gray stones. And I forgot the original source of the fan theory I read this through, but the common theory is that the waystones can be used as doors of stone to the Fey realm. Right, but isn't... Oh, I'm I thought they were originally archways. They, yeah. Yes. That you could right. go through, but a lot of them have fallen down. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. And so it's like, okay, so one of my theories, one of my, like, 800 theories about what's behind this stupid door 
is like into the Feiyong, like a way for all people to access into the Feiyong. But that means everything evil in the Feiyong could come out. Yes. And so like, I don't know, like kind of like a Pandora's box moment of like, you can get in and see all these wonders, but like... But he gets into the Feiyong at a different point. So I don't know why this one is so particularly important. Because this one... Because not everybody can get into the Feiyong. Right? Isn't that a thing? Yeah. Like, okay, oh. We're start and it's preventing the fine, fine. from spilling out. And so it's very much, I agree, could be like a Pandora's box situation because this whole line. So, there were other locked doors in the university, places where dangerous things were kept, where old and forgotten secrets slept, silent hidden, doors whose opening were forbidden, doors whose thresholds no one crossed, whose keys had been destroyed or lost or locked away themselves for safety's sake. But they all paled in comparison to the four-plate door. I laid my palm against the cool, smooth surface of the door and pushed, hoping against hope that it might swing open to my touch. But it was solid and unmoving as a greystone. I tried to peer through the holes in the copper plates but couldn't see anything by the light of a single candle. So this door clearly isn't for opening, it's for sealing things away. Right. Yes. Jumping to the last episode where we had our plausible another fan theory where Loren or Lauren was also part of the Amir mm-hmm. who was like cataloging and archiving and storing all the like knowledge in the Arcanum but keeping things about the Shandrian, the Amir, and like the Fey Realm out. Mm-hmm. So like what would their cornerstone secret be? This doorway. So I feel like But if there's more than one doorway Right. Mm-hmm. But then also so- I think it's interesting that there's like copper plates on it and like lots of different metals which like comes up in another chapter that like that's a way to keep very powerful namers in right so i read a theory that the four-plate door is guarding the tomb of ex or Jax. yes and then a subsequent theory is that kvothe goes in there and from his tomb you know how kvothe wears five rings takes the fifth ring which no one knows what that one is yet off of Ooh, his finger and puts this. it on his own. Right. I don't that's know what that cool. means that's in terms cool. of the story, but I think it's really neat. You bring I up a good agree. point with the copper, though, because yes. that whole next chapter when they right. go to the crookery, crockery, and all the like gillers and arcanists and students that cracked and get mm-hmm. locked away, it's all like copper doors. Yeah, and they added copper to Aladdin's yeah. like stone do- uh, right. that he had broken. Oh, yeah, the wall. And it just seems to be like a theme that all these different like pure metals like have some kind of power. Like even his thrice lock chest or box. Yeah, has copper. There's all different metals. There's copper and iron and like th- they clearly have a power and like what what we know about it is limited, which is so unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> so so Kavolf quite literally gets caught red-handed at the four-plate door by a couple of the scribs mm-hmm. and they are just awestruck that anyone would be so foolish to bring an open flame into the Arcanum where all these like flammable books are. Yeah, so he's immediately removed <laughs> yeah, from like, the books area. Immediately when they start like whisper yelling at him like, he's like, in his head he's like, our little secret, I should have known. Yeah. Like, I'm such an idiot to think that Ambrose would ever show me any kindness. Like, I should have known this was a trap. And it's like, he's not half the bastard I thought he was. He's like a full more. Oh, oh. twice. Twice, thank twice. you. Yep. So then the scribes walk him out and take him to Master Lauren. Which is a nightmare. Of so scary. And then, I imagine him looking 
like just Trollo throwing. from the Hunchback. Oh. Of Notre Dame. <laughs> so <laughs> scary. Just towering. Oh, just anger. And this is actually I lied about before because this is my favorite line, and this comes up Ooh. all the time. Because he's like, Lauren comes into the room, and immediately like everyone is like horrified, <laughs> and so. Is it goes, before anything else could be said, Lauren stormed into the room. His normally placid expression was fierce and hard. I felt myself sweat cold, and I thought of what Tekken wrote in his theophany. There are three things all wise men fear. The sea in a storm, a night with no moon, and the anger of a gentle man. And I was like, oh, love. Yeah, it's <laughs> so <laughs> scary. Yeah, and like, you're just prepped for this to be a terrible day. But kind of with that line, I feel like that's going to have a lot more importance later. Like, what is... I get, like, a storm, like, obviously... No, but the anger of a gentleman. But in the night with no moon. Like, is that... Is that the Pharaoh? Right? That's well, because the next to. book is called Wise Man's Fear. Right. And that's kind of where, at the very end of that, that's where Kavos starts to break, and he, like, murders all those people. Wasn't that a moonless night? Was it? Don't tell me that. Oh, shit. I'll freak out. Oh, uh-huh. God. I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> It's so, like, if nights. if it's in that order, the sea and the storm, there is, like, a brief mention that he is shipwrecked at one point, but it's, like, not pivotal to the story at all. No. Well, like, like, gloss over it very quick. It's like, like, yeah, it happened moving on. Yeah, yeah, there's, like, a big jump in time in the next book. And then he goes into the Fey Realm, which I would think is a night with no moon, especially when yeah. Florian takes him and they're making that, like, cloak. Yeah. And they go to that, like, oh, yeah. scary part of it. And then the anger of a gentleman is, like, where Kavos starts to, like... I mean, I don't know if I would consider him a gentleman, but I wouldn't consider him, like, a violent man. And he but starts to get really angry at that. Or maybe it's a plan where it's, like, a gentleman or, like, a gentleman. Oh. Oh. I don't know. Oh, he's definitely not a gentleman. He's not a gentleman. No. Oh, he's a uh, pretty barbaric. Isn't he technically a lackless? <gasps> Stop it. <laughs> 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 Throwing my book. Now. There's so many. The layers. It's the nice. Layers. One thing that's so important to note about this book, which obviously we're, like, delving very deeply into in this moment, is that, like, every word is specific and intended. Yes. There is no... I have yet to read, like, a single sentence or, like, scene that I've been, like, toss it. Like... No. (laughs) (laughs) Conducting. But, like, it's just... It all comes back. And even things that you don't think about come back. And that's so... Well, that's what I was, like, saying earlier, is in the first episode of this, I was like, oh my god, there's so many things that come up later, I can't really talk about them now, because they haven't happened, but, like, they're all peppered in so particular, and then, like, just, like, the amount of plays on words, and double words, and words that you can interpret in multiple ways, it's so crazy. Could you imagine trying to translate this into a different Uh, language, and uh, keep the meaning? Impossible. (laughs) (laughs) How Jackie just responded was how Kabot is feeling right now as the run is like so angry. Uh, no, but it really does like it's so I think, you can go so crazy. That's why there are so many fan theories. There's so many just theories. go nuts. Mm-hmm. But anyways, to get back, so like Lauren is just livid. Yes, I mean it doesn't even just like white hot anger like. Just the I feel like you just want to immediately evaparate oh, from absolutely. that room, like. And the poor scribes are just trembling, and like I one of them like hands just the like, candle, and they're like, "Show me the candle." I know. And they like hand it over, and they're like shaking, and like. I know, like you're not even in trouble. No, but you feel it because it's in the room. I know. It's, it's like when your sister, like when you're growing up, and your like sister gets in trouble in the room, and you're like, ah, "Part of this." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, just little run going. Explain, like. Uh. 
You just melt. You just melt. You're done. Dead. And, and so then it's explained. And I, I love that at his core, Kaboth is a performer. He's a trooper. <laughs> I love that he has like, oh, you know, Amber's at least gave a good performance. Yeah. Like, yeah absolutely. And so, what, exactly. dude? <laughs> like, Amber's totally sold it where he was like, he tried to get in and I told him to go away and he snuck in with a candle. It's actually kind of a bummer that Fela left when she did because <sighs> she could have saved this whole thing. I know. So, treated one thing for another, yeah. I guess. And all, he's still so, like, effed up from the Nara that he's like, you can't even I defend himself. I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It wasn't me. <laughs> like, you're like, okay, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so, Lauren bans him from the archives. Yeah, now it's suspended. Totally. Just, you're out, kid. Out and forever. everyone is like, yeah, nobody's like, been banned. Nobody's, nobody's ever been banned, banned before. Yeah. But I have a theory about that part, too. Because, like, how... You guys talked about it before, too. How he was like, oh, like, you shouldn't study the Chandrian. Like, they'll think you're foolish. Yeah. Like, is this just another way of preventing him from get, getting to the truth? Like, I know, obviously, this is, like, a huge offense. But, like, really, he's never done this before. And is he so harsh to the both because he knows that... Because he he's looking for that. that he's looking oh, for true. Because before he was in... What was it? Tomes? Stacks, which one? Tomes. Tomes is the, like, baby one. The baby, the, the baby the book. Baby's dead. <laughs> section. <laughs> but now he has, like, free reign to walk around, and, like, how are you going to prevent him from looking for what he wants if he can just Bam. do whatever he wants? That's wow. actually a really good observation. I know. And I'm convinced he is like, Amir. I know that it's, like, oh, an absolutely. iffy... One. I've been looking, though. It's, how like, an iffy, iffy fan theory. People do uh, not... No. It's, it's, no it's a divided... No faith. The university is like the cornerstone of knowledge in the and land. Then, I think that isn't it also university. Yeah, what well, better way to protect do. the knowledge than them themselves? Right, exactly. Are they on top of the last city that didn't get destroyed? Yes, Mirtrunia. So is that where the door goes? <gasps> Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! What is happening? I don't, I don't know. know. Oh my god, that's a heavy. Oh. I don't know. Uh, I'm, like, processing now. I'm I don't know. There's so too many much. things that could be behind the door. But that's why I love this chapter, because it's such a pivotal... Like, all of these things start, like, when you... It's easier to see when you've read it, like, once before, but, like, all of these things start getting, like, very... Like, the ball starts rolling in a lot of directions. And, like, him being banned is, like, how a lot of, like, bad things start happening, too. It also forces him to, like, do a lot of things he wouldn't normally, because yeah, otherwise he'd just steady. be, like, going to classes, and right. it'd be fine. Yeah. But, like, that's how he meets Ari. Yeah. And Debbie. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, he needed a yeah. loan. Yeah, but he didn't need like, a loan to get back into the library. Yeah, but they didn't like him anymore, so then they gave him, like, a tuition that oh, was, Oh, like, that's right. Not on the Plus, table, also, he spent like, all his money on the stacks yeah. fee. <laughs> My uh, freshman year, someone spent $60 on, like, pool tickets for the high school pool that didn't exist. Oh, no. <laughs> it hurts me. It hurts me. No. Walk away. And so Lauren bans him from the stacks. And he's so stupid and drunk and like messed up that he can't defend himself. And I think he thought to... he was going to talk his way out oh, of that. Absolutely. He for sure thought he'd yeah. be like the golden boy once more. Because uh, even after he's like, you're banned. And he's like, wait, wait, master, no. And he's like, so <laughs> He's like, I don't care about your intentions. Like, yeah, I care nothing for your intentions. Oh. Oh, it's so cringy, and it's, like, your dad, like, getting mad at you. Not even just angry. Disappointed. Oh, but also, like, have you been 
on the other side and seeing that kid that gets like everything they yes, want all the time yeah, finally yeah, shut down true. and you're like yes <laughs> oh god but he also like oh i loved it because he was like all that matters is the reality of your actions your hand held the fire yours is the blame that is the lesson all adults must learn so it's so heavy like, yikes, it hurts because it's true it's yeah so true. <laughs> Ugh. and so the crazy part is all this that happens it's only been like the span of like a couple of hours since he's been whipped. So it's like two in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's not been long. Literally. Like emotionally it feels like a lifetime has passed. <laughs> I know, I'm like, how many weeks has uh, it been? <laughs> and it's only been like two hours. It's a uh, half a day. Oh, absolutely. It's so gross. And then poor Kavoti, like tail between his legs, like meets up with the homies in the mess hall and Manet's like stack fee. Oh yeah, we used to like bust kids chops about that out of like a hay penny or like a shim uh-huh. and he's like in back of his mind it's like i lost an entire talent like yeah he, like, i think the neck actually could be a good resource for kavoth like in terms of how the university works just because he's been there so, so long, long but he just dismisses him he's I like eh, you're that's an old joke point. bye-bye yeah that's, that's where his arrogance like, plays uh, i know and that's the thing like with him like he like i won't say he like plays the victim because he doesn't tell anybody when he's a victim but like in his own head he's like woe is me like all these things happen to me i'm like you a-hole like you cheated but he's also like i have to go it alone yes and it's also like if you had just chilled the f out and like (laughs) created a day and like after getting whipped went home (laughs) take a little nap and come back later off not be an idiot not be a jerk to ambrose even though he totally deserved it and like you did a good thing not been so snarky and yeah. just been like, stop. Like, what do you do? Like, like I feel like you could have intervened me. without creating oh, an absolutely. enemy. You know, like, I mean, can you show me, like, where this book is? Done. Plot wise, though. So he has guys. to always be the hero, though. No, he does. And he always has to be dramatic and flair, and that's what's biting him. And then he still will have to cheat his way in and, like, do all these things. So it's his own. He's setting himself up for such disaster. And I think that's kind of... It's, but it's he's always just a big character. Uh-huh. That's the problem. But I think that's the whole point. Like, he, mm-hmm. in a weird way, needs these huge problems and conflicts for him to overcome. Like, whether he realizes it or not, that's, like, his character flaws. Like, to do it his way, to always overcome that obstacle. And so one thing I really enjoy about the end of this chapter is they're like, you should not start a pissing contest with Ambrose. He's not just some lord's son. Like, his dad is one of the most powerful barons in Ventus. I'm like, sure, he seems like a joke at the university, but, like, the university's a little bubble in a real world, and the real world has real consequences, yeah, and, and you're just he- not taking them seriously. For someone who's lived on the street and had, like, very dire consequences yeah. and, like, real actual bad things happen to you, I feel like he's almost just, like, stepped into, like, fun play world, the university, oh, nothing can hurt me here, and... Everyone else does not see it that way. Well, I think that's part of it, but because he was a demon Rue, he was always traveling, so since they were literally the lowest on the totem pole, he never played into the respect of the social hierarchy. Oh, that's true. And even though his parents and family taught him, like, how to address lords and ladies and different people with, like, proper respect, in his mind, he was like, well, none of that should matter unless it's about who you are. Right. So Plus, I'll, also, he never stuck around long enough to, like, deal with the consequences of any kind of, I don't know, government or, like, higher monar- monarchy people? Exactly. I don't know what these people are. So they basically... Landed folk. Manet and um, Sim and Willem are, like, talking with them, and um, Manet is basically explaining how anytime 
Ambrose had a grudge with somebody, like, they were basically taken care of in yeah. one way or another. But can so, we just note that once again, so he's talking about how Ambrose is, like, a firstborn heir, and, like, Ventus is, like, one of the richest countries in their world. Yeah. And he's, like, Sim is all, like, well, actually, you're wrong, and, you know, you've got, he's actually 12th in line, or whatever it is. And he's, like, you've got the royal family, the Prince Regents, Mayor Alvaron, Duchess Sim- Simista, Acleus, Melu and Lackless, once again. Yes. It's always the foreshadowing. Yes, it's always noted that she's, like, she's important in this. And so they're like, ah, yeah, shut up, whatever, Sam, like, know it all. And Which also then, plays the fact that it, when it's revealed later that he's, like, his family's actually pretty well, like, mm-hmm. prominent, too. Yeah. And so then they're talking about how, like, Ambrose is bad side and how he, like, bought somebody else's debt and then, like... Sold it to someone else, and it was... Like, he bought it under somebody else's name. Yeah. But, like, the second this guy was, like, a penny short, he, like, destroyed him and then gets sent to jail and, like... He, Some heavy like, consumption of the lungs. Yeah, it's very bad. Yeah, yeah. Like, the guy's dying, essentially. And so then uh, um, Kavoth comes back, and he's kind of saying in, like, a loudish voice. Like, they're in a bar, essentially, right now. And he's saying, like, in a loudish voice. He's like, I'm not threatening anybody. Like, I'm just saying, I'm reciting the fourth act of Dianica, where Tarsus says, Upon him I will visit famine and a fire. Till all around him desolation rings, and all the demons in the outer dark look on amazed and recognize that vengeance is the business of a man. So it's like a threat. Yeah, shots fired. <laughs> so, it's yeah. just a theater boy threat. Yeah, absolutely. It's like a little drama. <laughs> there is this thing about Sim mentions that there was a girl Tabitha. She made all that noise about how Ambrose had promised to marry her, and then she disappeared. So like this boy is a hot mess. <laughs> Well, Did you read um, the like companion, the little little book? Um, like Slow regard. Yeah. Slow regard. Yes. Do you think no. that that's Ari? Because there were a couple times she mentioned like getting married, and then she mentioned something that was like clearly she had some kind of trauma that seemed like a result from rape. Because she was very nervous okay, about someone like touching her. So many theories about like Ari. I say Ori. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> 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 But, <laughs> I have, like, literally, I feel like I read so many, I dove so deep into that rabbit hole that I'm, like, so confused now. <laughs> I am also it's confused, so that's weird. why I brought it up. Uh, I don't know, I've never thought of that, though. Because then, I think people also think she's princess yes. somebody. Oreo. Yeah. Ori- yeah, Oreo. Which is, like, so close that it's almost too close. It's too well, the thing but is, her name so was never sense. really Ori. That was that the was name Kavoth gave her. That's the name gave her. And so somehow Elodin recognized that because he was like, you do have a knack for naming, even though he didn't yes. realize that. I wonder if, though, if you're a princess and you go to school, wouldn't you go under a fake name? Well, maybe it's like, even if you, like... I mean, not here, though, because oh, cloud matters. And, like, she wasn't crazy before. You well, know not what only I mean? that, but it's like, she could go under an alias, but when somebody's that famous, like, you recognize people, even if it's, like... You know, if you saw George Clooney, they can know my name's Hank. Also, like, like, they don't have pictures the, of people. I picture it as, like, the True. 1500s. So, yeah. Like, they, like, that's like there's why, drawings like, of people, but that's right, not... Right, and like, that's why, like, you need, like, patronage letters, and you need to know who you're talking to, and, like, they have such trouble, like, finding all these people, because, like, they don't really know. And that's why Kavoth can hide, because, like, nobody really actually knows what he looks like. Except that's for, like, fair. Legends, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, they're like, he has red hair, but, like, that's not right. that easy. And he can laugh it off and just be like, ha-ha, acting. 
I know. You know. Crazy, I could have red hair. Ugh. <laughs> uh, but anyways. Anyways, <laughs> I don't know who she is, so. Oh, God, it's so intense. So first time. But I never thought of that. That's really subtle. I'm not it sure. Is. It's subtle enough to be important. You know, oh. it's, I know, it's but like funny. every sentence could be subtle enough to be important. It's like am I, I know, just looking too I hard like into it? it? Chapter forty four: The Burning Glass. <gasps> the fishery. Yes, the best place. Okay, I love the fishery. It's I literally wrote it in my notes and put like a little heart next to it. <laughs> it's awesome it's in there. Place. Some so of the best good. things happen there. So the fishery is where Kelvin works. It's his workshop. So it's the next day. After he's been whipped. Finally, that was like the longest oh, day. The longest day. And so he goes to the fishery, and Kelvin has invited him to be his student. So he's basically going to like learn more about it and like see just see what's up. And it, it's really called the artificery, but everyone calls it the fishery. And it's like the way they describe it, I love it because it's just like so industrial, huge, and like metal and like fire in lots of places and, and just like, like partially stuff. done projects everywhere yeah, like, like hanging and like all over the place and, chaotic like, but then the ceiling just like, full of those lamps that kelvin's always working on they're lamps. so cool yes i love the descriptions of like how different all of them are oh absolutely and you can tell like these guys are just like the like brawny like thin metal like <laughs> there's like the nerds and like yes. and then there's like the buff nerds <laughs> yeah absolutely the metal nerds <laughs> and so he like meets Kelvin at his desk and he's like working on something and like bending all this metal and it, he's immediately just like down to business like he's like are you okay Kelvin's like yeah I'm okay and he's like good let's start <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time for anything else yeah. <laughs> I'm busy I'm bending really metal about arts and crafts. <laughs> <laughs> but also as another shade of something he says soon again you will be sound as stone so once again, it like so many stone references to day, stone. Yeah, I do like that he weirdly inspects his hands, and he's like, yes. you have, and it's. I like again, that he like, likes his like small fingers. hands. It's always a thing. Everyone's yes. obsessed with his skin lately. Well, <laughs> Let me look at your hands. <laughs> but before he caresses his hands, <laughs> looking at the lights, and he's like, "My love, yeah, <laughs> my babies." Yeah. Like, Kelvin is like so excited because he's like. I do like the journey of like trying to create the ever burning lamp Mm -hmm. and not even so much like with sympathy but like crafting it. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. There's, oh, I guess Sigildry, which is sort of sympathy. I love that whole concept in these books. (laughs) Sigildry. Sigildry. It's like, yeah, yeah, they're basically like writing runes to like create out like sympathetic reactions. It's just. That's but, like, awesome. do the runes do the magic for you? I think so, because That's don't so they cool. not take it from you? Isn't that the point of it? Is that, like, like sympathy, like, burns your own energy or whatever energy you channel from? Oh, yeah. Like, it doesn't Sigildry, like, do its own thing? It either, I think like, so. extract it from the wearer or the environment around it or, like, right. from the metal itself But or then, like, whatever. it can corrode the metal that it's on because of that, like, oh, It's, like it's so cool. It's so cool. But he's, like, talking about his lamps, and he's like, yeah, I've tried a bunch of things, and, like, here's some promising ones, but, like, nothing really ever works. And so... I'm very fascinated by the ones that's, like, coal and chalk. I know. Like, what is going on here? And it, like, makes, like, an angry red light or something. Yeah, how did you I remember that? Things I don't know, it just stuck in my mind, because it was, like, opposites, and then it's such, like, a violent reaction. I also imagine them looking, like, just 
big glass spheres with like things happening inside all of them. Yeah. Oh, like you know, like the nautical like decorations, like the rope and the like, yes. glass sphere. Oh yeah, like, that's that's stuff it. like that. See, I picture it like that like rope bucket yeah <laughs> but like inside like you know there's like lightning like you touch it and it like like a plasma ball Ooh. yeah, yeah, like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I just imagine them being like like a little vacuum so there's no like gravity in them so just like the stuff is oh, just like hovering God. in the middle of each sphere mm. oh it's so interesting i just thought that was really cool i want one medieval light bulbs that are magic <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> but then he's like points this one lamp and he's like do you know what this one is cool both like no. <laughs> I have like, no clue. And he's like, "You should know what this is. You guessed it in the in your interview." Yeah. yeah. So like, lol, foreshadow that like they're learning that he didn't know anything. He just cheated. Oops. I think Kilvin doesn't really care though. No, he doesn't. He's just he like knows he's smart. whatever. <laughs> he's smart enough to cheat. That's the thing. Like he's the one they love to hate or yeah. like hate to love. Whatever. Well, both. Both. Like, both. Because he like he's clever. So he's smart enough to, like, cheat his way in, but he is smart. Like He, he can also walk the walk. Right. Yeah. yeah. But he also, like, they know he's, like, not all. Like, he's not super following, like, the exact rules of yeah. how you're supposed to do things. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Which I think is why Elodin sees kind of through him and is like, I don't want you as a student right. yet. You suck. You, like, you have right. not put in any effort. Right. You're just trying to, like, strut on over here and, like, get whipped and, like, <laughs> <laughs> I've done my time. <laughs> So then Kelvin caresses his hands. <laughs> they have a moment. And he's like, you got orchid hands. It's like when people are like, you got bird in hips. And you're like, thanks. Uh, <laughs> gross. Uh, weird, but okay, we're going to move on. I thought he cows. had like tiny hands. Is that not what it is? No, he calls them like Sealdar hands. Oh, like callous hands. What? Yeah, well, I'm like, assuming like Sealdar, Sealdar is like his race. Like I think it's yeah. like... Being from oh, it is. Yeah, it's supposed to right. be like a complimentary term. He's basically saying you have like the hands like mine. You have like working man's know. hands, but they're also not like big chunk hands. Like they're actually nimble, so you have craftsman's hands. Like they can be used to create good things, and you can like intricately create something. Yeah, and not just have like big meat paws. Yeah, like, and like Kilvin's <laughs> like I have big meat paws that had to learn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but for real, big meats. Big meats. <laughs> No, but he does, and he's, like, complimenting him and saying, like, you will work here. Yeah. Like, he's just like, you're going to work here. Okay, we're done now. Alrighty. You've passed the test of the hair <laughs> <laughs> And I love that, he, like, <laughs> Kabod is like, ah, yeah, th- thanks. And he's just, like, cut off. He's like, come with me. <laughs> like, yeah, he, right, has, right he has no time for, like, ass kissing. Yeah, absolutely not. Because there's no way to fake making something. Like, you can cheat off a test or whatever, but if you don't know how to make... Right, you can't yeah. sell like, it, you can't make it, you know. Things that don't work, like, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. So then it cuts away, and he's back with the boys, and Savoy, who I don't like. I don't care for Savoy, but he's I, like I feel like funny. he's, like, a fundamental, like, every group has a Savoy. Yeah, but he's, like, really nice, and I feel like the purpose of having him is that he's, like, nobility. Yeah. But, like, accessible. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. No, it's fair. He would definitely be one of those like ability. like cameo yeah. roles, though. Like I said, if we were going to cast it, like he, oh, yeah. he could be a famous person, yeah. just like for sure. having a fun time. For sure, I picture him as like Grey Worm from uh, Game of Thrones. I never watched him. Uh, uh, did you? Yeah, no, I feel like I don't believe you from that reaction. No, because <laughs> originally I was thinking of Littlefinger and then Grey Worm from the Unsullied. Yes, that's no, a way of course. picturing that. 
does, but like, well, yeah, like I think of him as that mime like, Pokemon. So, so much like Latin flair. <laughs> Wait, who do yeah. you think of? That, <laughs> that mime Pokemon. Oh Mr. Mime? <laughs> That's terrifying. Just oh, his, boy. Just his, his clothes look similar to <laughs> all, like, weird clothes. Like, <laughs> like, oh, like, oh, he said you the other day that was, like, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> the Modigan styles. Like, it's like, all wild. So terrifying. <laughs> oh, I'm leaving you boys today. I have a day. He's just like all creepy. I don't know. Doesn't he like have a pink outfit? He, he has like bright colors. Bright colors. Like, the I think that's what I more <laughs> No, Mr. Mime. I think Mr. Mime has like a pink and white outfit and yes. that's what I'm thinking of him wearing. Does he have a pink? Oh, he does. It's like pink colors. It's this weird. It's literally what you're thinking about. <laughs> uh, Oh, it hurts. Hi, Savoy. Oh, I don't picture him as that. But I can see it. It's terrifying. They like, said he had different clothes than oh, everyone else. And his shoes are weird. His shoes yeah. are. Those are definitely his shoes. Those are definitely his shoes. Right? Yeah. I so, get it. just I get elf it. shoes. Just weird. I have no explanation. Oh, that was your explanation. <laughs> So, why is Mr. Mine? But so, they're like in the bar again, and they're just like shooting the shit. Aren't they in Ankers? Yeah. This, yes. is, like this fir- is like their like... I know. What is to become like the home away from home. Right. They're like casual dive bar fun place. And it's like nice enough that like people of nobility and like on fancy dates and stuff can like go there, but like cheap enough that they can afford it, but like not sketchy that they're going to get stabbed. Yeah. Not, you know? And so they're just, like, talking, and, like, Savoy is, like, all, like, Modigan as hell, and, like, all dressed up. And, like, Modigan as hell. You know, he's all Mr. Mimed out. He's all Mr. Mime. And they're like, what are you doing? And he's like, I can't stay. I have a date, but, like, I'll send you some drinks. Bye. I mean, that's Bye. chill of him. I know, super nice. Very yeah, nice. Yeah, you got, like, the first round. They kind of take it for granted, too, and they're just like, like nice of him to do that. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, you're rich. You like, owe yeah. it to us. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. They're trying to, like, tell Kavoth what, which master to, like, buddy up to. to, Yeah, Yeah, like, you have to pick one. And I think he's so interested in picking all of them. Like, I know he wants Elodin, but I think he... This is the first time that he's like, well, how about Elodin? And they're like... (laughs) (laughs) Why would you want that? He doesn't teach. There's all these good professors, and then there's... And, like, two of them have already expressed, like, actual interest in you, and they both have useful skills. Like, you could be in the fishery, or you could be in the medica, like... Why would you scorn that? Right. And he's like, well, I want to, like, learn from Elodin. And they're like, he literally doesn't teach. Like, he just exists. Like, do you have to stand out anymore? Absolutely. Why are you this way? They're saying, like, Elodin's crazy. Like, he's just a weird person. Like, he doesn't do anything. Well, at one point, like, Kavoth is like, he's so young. Like, how he has to be great if he's here and this young. So, like, once again, paralleling himself to being, like, I'm destined for greatness. I'm young, too. I'm capable. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, he had, like, this student once, and, like, he went crazy. And, like, subtle. And so, like, they kind of are just like, you're an idiot. Just, like, pick something else. And that's, like, where it drops. Yeah. Don't they say that he cracked at one point, though? Like, that's when they first mentioned that he had, like, his own mental break, too. Right. And they say, like, Elodin, like, went to the, like, rookery or like the crockery whatever you want to call it 
I really want to know how he convinced everyone that he was like normal enough to come back and teach after that. I think he just broke out and they were like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guess we can't keep you in. You may. It's, like one, you it's like one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Like, oh, all right, that's your exit. You're, you're free. Yeah. Just come on back, I guess. And so then they start like talking about the crockery. And the crockery is like their insane asylum on campus, essentially. And they're like, have you ever been there? He's like, no, I haven't been there. <laughs> they're like, Why would this I is go like there? meant to keep like Arcanus in. Like Arcanists go crazy, and like if you're like headed down that path, like that's scary. Like don't do that. Like it's not just keeping normal people out; we're keeping like powerful, dangerous people out. In. Well, in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Sam. Basically, the vote's like okay, I won't, and then like internally is like. The whole time I was just thinking about the first thing I was going to say to him. (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait to meet him. Yeah, right. Not saying I'm attracted. That's a short one. Yeah. It was. And then we're at chapter 45, interlude, some tavern tale. Which is even shorter. It's only two pages. Mm -hmm. Page and a half, even. So they're back in the... Waystone Waystone Inn. Kavoth kind of offhand mentions that, like, those were probably the first, like, stories that anyone was saying about me, like, the stories of his first few days at the university, and Chronicler says people are still telling those, but there's all these different versions of them now. So this is why he's, like, looking for the original source for the stories and what actually happened. And they mention, like, again, that, like, this is where you got the nickname, like, the Bloodless. Oh, yeah, from the whipping. Separating the legends from the facts. I guess. I'm not really sure where it came from. Okay, I love, I call him Bast. Bast? I say Bost, but... Okay, whatever. I don't I'll say Bast again, I'm so sorry. But, like, oh. Bost, he's, like... Oh, you want. Every time he talks to, like, Reshi, so, like, Master, he's, like, all, like, sheepish. But then, like, anytime, like, he's not around, he's, like, super, like... I think because he's just so in awe. Like, even though Bost yes. is, like, a grown adult... He's he from the like, Fae. Like, he's super he's like powerful. There had to have been an interaction. <laughs> a grown where... adult of 150 years. <laughs> I'm a grown ancient man. Um... <laughs> There clearly had to be an interaction where Boss was so, like, either overwhelmed or just, like, inspired yeah. by Kavot that he, like, put him up on a pedestal. There had to yeah. be some sort of, like, intense interaction. Yeah, but also he reminds me of, like, how Kavoth is in, like, the stories he's telling. Yeah. Like, not thinking. And, like, one of the first things he says is, like, well, if we're asking questions, like, why didn't you just go looking for Scarby and, like, learn the rest of his story? Like, it like, seems so obvious right, from this. Like, like, why, how could I have done that? I was, like, 10. And, like, yeah. whatever, he's not 10. He's, like, 14, 15, yeah. point, maybe 16. Um, and he's, like, they took him away for heresy, and I'm 15 years old. Like, what am I going to How am I do? going to, first off, find how am I going to even it? find him? And he's, like, what am I going to do, like, paint my face black and, like, hide in the bushes? <laughs> <laughs> I just loved it. Jailbreak. Like, like, this is my favorite. I think this is what you're talking about. He's like, this, but the simplest reason is the least satisfying one, I suppose. The truth is, I wasn't living in a story. So, like, once again, like, re-establishing the fact that, like, he is not a myth. Like, he is a person that made up a bunch of lies about himself. And, like, now he's, like, which I feel like is where the story is going, is that he got himself, like, in a web of lies. And, like, somebody thought he was more powerful than he was. And he had to go into hiding because of it. Like, that's my theory. That's a pretty good theory. Oh. I think circumstances are allowing him to become more powerful and do great deeds, but they he are definitely powerful. overblown. He is powerful, but, like, I think he, like, probably directly to the Chandrian was like, I'm, 
like this all or like everyone was like it probably started snowballing before he could get control of it and yeah. he like was like this guy's gonna kill you and they're like, okay, we're going to kill him. <laughs> we'll, we'll get him and instead. he's like, oh, I actually, like, Yeah, he's actually not, like, a master namer. He mm-hmm. doesn't have, like, the skill set yet kind of thing. Yeah, but whatever. That's, like, kind of getting ahead of things. Yeah. But I do like that, in a way, the book kind of becomes self-aware. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's... We're not in a story. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, like, in the story. My life is not a story. Yeah. Like, that's him, like, once again. Like, I feel like he's almost angry at the way, like, his past, like, lays out because he's like this isn't what it was like it was much darker and much lamer and like i am not some like untold power yeah like, i am just me and like an innkeeper now. Oh, you know the lie he convinces himself that's it and that's the end of the chapter <laughs> Oh god. Um I mean they do reference that like if this was a story, then he's supposed to find himself like his mentor. Yeah, they do. Like his kooky mentor. So that's why he's like fixated on finding Mm -hmm. Illidan at this point. No, but yeah, they do set it up well. It's like you meet the wizened old guy and you have to win him over and he'll Mm -hmm. teach you the secrets to defeat the bad ones. He'll tell you the name of the wind and then you'll immediately ride out and kill all the Chandrian and get your parents back and it will be wonderful. (laughs) He's like L O L here I am, so clearly <laughs> these things did not happen. Did not occur. Chapter 46, The Ever-Changing Wind. I love that chapter title. So good. That's my favorite chapter. On so many levels. I edited it. <laughs> <laughs> so boring. <laughs> but it's just like, I feel like one concept of naming that like, Kavoth clearly does not understand is that like, nothing is static and it's kind of like, one thing I thought about, and especially when I was listening to your guys' earlier episodes, I kept thinking about it, was that, like, he heard, like, Abe, like, or Abe, I was saying, I'm an idiot. It's Ben. <laughs> I'm a baby. Well, I'm a He could be an Abe. Different, different way to pronounce it. <laughs> Abe. <laughs> but anyways, when Ben, like, says the name of the wind, and when, like, anyone like says a name for anything like Kavoth can never really quite hear it and like it's always like a little bit mumbled and he's like not sure what's being said and I feel like it's the kind of thing where it's like like you guys it's like not like a word but like I don't uh, think it's like a word and he gets it with music like in the beginning he's like playing mm-hmm. feelings I'm like that's it that's naming like you're right. so close yeah and like I feel you're like just the- trying to come at it from like a learn it from he's a book perspective and it's right. like not that's not how it's done. It's just yeah, not. Like, so, like, the ever-changing wind, like, the ever-changing name of the wind. Yes. Because it's Absolutely. so, like, not static. And, like, you constantly it's subconscious. Yeah. And he I wonder if even little. the namers, like, hear the words coming out of their mouth when they name something. Or if it's almost like you just tap in and, I like, words come out of your mouth and you don't know what they are. Well, remember, later in this chapter, the stone will get there. The stone, <laughs> but also there. even... <laughs> bro, but, like, <laughs> They have that class that she knows the name of, like, Earth and creates the ring. Stone? Stone, oh my yeah. God. He, like, right. smacks the back of the head, so she's just, like, not actually concentrating on the physical object, but she's, like, subconsciously just the vibe and, like, force that yes. it represents. And then she can't do it again. Yeah. But. Fela. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so funny. Fela's a good one. That's yeah. probably right. <laughs> 
Probably should have just given her a different name. <laughs> <laughs> Who's a prudifilla? <laughs> oh my god. I love how weird the names are in this book, and then literally in this chapter there's someone named, like, Jeremy, I think. Oh, wait, I highlight that name later, whenever it comes up. It's like the guard that you're Yeah, the guard. Yeah, he has, like, yes. a totally, like... Timothy. <laughs> <laughs> I highlighted it later. Like, why? Everyone oh, else's name is not a name yeah, I've ever Yeah, you get, like, all these crazy names, like, Master X a doll, and then it's like, <laughs> hello, Timothy. <laughs> I wonder if that was, like, one of Patrick Rothfuss's friends. It's and he gotta was, be. Like, why would you... Damn last name. Does he really? Yeah, but I highlighted it for that reason. All right, we'll get there. We'll get there. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. All right, so he's looking for Elodin and is having a very tough time finding him because his only class is Unlikely Maths, which is held now and everywhere. (laughs) It's just a stupid thing to write down. stupid. Like, he just wrote it down. It's like when, like, professors have office hours and they, like, don't show up to their own office Yeah. (laughs) All right, neat. And so, like, he's just walking through, like, the courtyard, and he, like, happens to see him, and he's like, run. Oh, <laughs> I love this is your only chance. You have yeah, to go he, like, basically it. blows off his class in the Medica to go talk with Elodin. Yeah. I love kind of how immediately a jerk he is, though, because he's like, oh, Master Elodin, I was hoping to talk to you. And he goes, mm, a sad little hope. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's like, you need to aim higher. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, like, try somewhere else. And then he's like, I want to study him. And he's like, no, too high. Somewhere in between. Like, what's wrong with you? And he's still walking. He's still just like, yeah. Like, oh, he does not want to stop. And it's not even like they've had a chance to even actually talk before. So this is like their little first, like, I think so far, Elodin has waved yeah. at him when he was on the horns. And well, that was like he it. voted him in. Yeah. Oh, that's true. He was, like, the last vote that, like, counted. So, like, he, like, to get he made him. an impression. Well, at least that's what Kamok thinks. He's yeah. like, he likes me, and then it's like, huh, does he? I don't think so. I think he was just so, glad they got the best of him. I think it was a 50-50 yeah, shot whether or not he put his hand up. Like, Elodin right. doesn't care. Yeah. And I think it wasn't because of him. I think he just hates him. Yeah. He does. <laughs> so, improbable maths raises yeah. his hand. And so then he's still, like, trying to be like, okay, I really hope, like, you'll take me as a student. Like, teach me whatever you think is best. And so Elegant's like, okay, go get me three pine cones. But they have to be perfect pine cones. Like, <laughs> they have to be this size, and they can't be broken at all. And, like, go get me three pine cones. Hurry. And so Kavod's running. I literally picture him, like, scrabbling through the grass, just, like, <laughs> like trying so hard to, like, find something. And so he finds three pine cones, and he, like, runs back. And Elegant's gone. Gone. <laughs> like, oh, my God, I'm an A. Like, <laughs> Do it, kid. What the hell? But then he finds him again. He, like, looks around and, like, darts after where he thinks he might have gone. And he, like, finds him again. And is he still just, like, it's not even like he was trying to, like, get the slip on Kabot. He's still, like, casually just, like, walking on by. Just, he like, just whatever. He just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Sorry, no. He does no, not fine. care at all about him. And he's like, so what did you learn? He's like, that I'm an idiot. <laughs> like, that <laughs> like you don't want to be. want to be left alone? He's yeah. like, yes. He's like, yeah, you are smart. There ends my teaching. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> but then he, like, talks about being in a story again, because he's like, oh, you know, usually in the stories you have to prove your dedication to the old hermit before he takes you on, so he just doesn't stop. Yeah. No, but I think this is actually really, in a creative and clever way, awesomely written, because Kavot is still young and naive, so in his mind, in this point, in his journey as a person, he's like, this guy's my ticket to, like, learning the things I want to learn at the university. I have to prove myself. 
Exactly. That's why he jumps off the roof later. Yeah. yeah. Well, just like with Ben, like he's reaching for things that aren't like there yet. Like he hasn't made the steps he needs to make. Yeah. He's trying to be more than he is. But then he's like, seriously, why won't you teach me? And I love this part because he starts insulting the Adima Ra. Rue. I say Rue. I say Rue. Adima Rue. It don't matter. And it doesn't matter, but I feel like you guys are probably saying it right. So I, I literally just copy whatever the audiobook guy says. I feel like that's going to be right, though. Like, somebody had to tell him that that was right. <laughs> Unless he's just reading it. And I think he's just reading it. He's a great reader, but... <laughs> but anyway. he starts insulting them, and he's like, they're, like, poor students, and, like, you would not do what I said. And immediately, Kavod is, like, like But it's, you? like, a test, I think. That's yeah. the test that he's, like, are you going to just freak out? And then he's like, I'm sorry that your experience has been awful. <laughs> <laughs> There's he's more like, to be so desired, yeah. But then Eldon's like, oh, you're going to, like, bend over backwards and, like, suck up to me now? Yeah, now you're going to brown those too? Like, yeah, oh like, my god, I'm so over you. And he's like, why don't you want to teach me? He's like, because you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and no, he does he think he's an idiot or does he think that Kuo is actually really smart and is trying to protect his mind from becoming broken? I think that too, because then he's like, like a little it's a dangerous business, and that's why yeah. he goes to warn him. But he right. does make a good observation here, and I know it's meant on the surface to be kind of funny. But okay. he was basically saying like your eyes are the wrong color, and there's like a couple of different meanings oh, to this. His eye, his eye, eye color, color changes. changes based on his mood, but also wow. I think what he's saying is you're seeing the world too literally to understand naming. Right, absolutely. So, yeah, I just like that there's, like, a double meaning behind that. I do, too. I never noticed that, actually. I also did not ever keep track of, like, when his eyes were certain colors and if that... It has to do with his anger. But his anger also helps him, like, do naming and sympathy, too. And they always, like, when he gets angry and, like, whatever, they, like, compare his eyes to stone a lot, too. So he's, like, going into the heart of stone, if you will, or, like, whatever, like, becoming ultra-powerful. I don't know. There's, like, a lot. But it's so cool. I know, it's so cool. Um, but so then he's like, fine, I'm going to show you why. And so he takes him to the crockery, a.k.a. the rookery. A.k.a. Arkham Asylum. <laughs> yeah, so this is the campus asylum, which should already be a red flag. <laughs> and it's like huge. It's gigantic. It's like a big palace. Yeah, and they say it's like the biggest building like on the campus. Or like, I think, I think actually the archives is the biggest building, and then this is like the second bu- biggest building, isn't it? I, I'm not sure. I know they compare it to, like, a literal palace. Like, there's hundreds and hundreds of rooms, and they mm-hmm. say they can keep... Um, like how many people did they I say they could keep thousands. into it? Oh, okay. He's like... Oh, you're right. It's hundreds. Because he goes, Jeremy, again, another... Like, another normal name. Normal name. How many guests do we have today? And he's like, take a wild guess. Like, how many? And he's like, I don't know, 320... Like, 350, and then they could put another 150 people in there easily. So a 500-person asylum is huge. He goes, see, we're ready. Like, let's go in. Does he mean we're ready to go in, or, like, we're ready for how many people's minds are going to break in the pursuit of... I think he's, I think like, glad not. that it's pretty populated that day, because he's like, you're going to get a taste of a lot of things. Mm. But that's just, I don't know, that's me. You're going to get a taste of so many normal names, like Jeremy and <laughs> Timothy. Yeah, oh my god, like Jeremy. And then Emmy, Emmy's next. So he's like, Emmy, why is no one outside? And she's like, they're way wild today. Like, they're all wild. And he's like, great, like, let's go. She says, um, the moon is getting full, 
And I know that that's, like, a joke in, like, our world of, like, oh, full moon is, like, people go like, crazy, but, like... Night with no moon and, like... Could Lunar phases, yes. And that isn't Ori, like, supposed to be, like, moon because of, like, moon. Doesn't her name uh, mean, like, moon or something? Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, it's it's kind of like, um... Like, so Ori, like, Aurora Borealis, that whole thing, like, lunar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there was a yeah, whole thing with the... the moon. Yeah. That's a whole... Which, that's a whole, that's whole a thing about how, up. like, that spawned the creation war. Yeah. Oh, so cool. so cool. I know, I wish, like, I know, like, that it's purposeful that we don't know that right now, but I wish we knew I really want it. to know yeah. more. Like, I just feel like it's so important, and, like, everyone knows about it, and, like, we don't, and I know that's intentional, but, like, it just feels... It's just such deep ingrained folklore that people don't always feel the need to, like, embellish or bring it up, right. but... It would be like explaining, like, the tavern song. Yeah. Tinker Tanner. Yeah. Yeah. somebody, like, everyone knows it. But that's a cool thing about this series, is, like, it's not just world-building, like, all the stories and events, whether they're the Kavos or the Shandrian, or the Amir, or the Fae are based upon real events. And I think that's a really yes. interesting thing about all of it. It's not yes. just a story. Like, they actually were on events that happened. Right, but that's also, like, the story of Kavot. That Yeah. Because yeah. it's all real, but it's, like... It's been, fake. like, changed so many times. Right. Yeah. Like, it's, it's all embellished. And so I feel like, like, all of these important legends that we learn are, like, so important and so real. And I really feel like the, the key is that the Amir is going to be, like, bigger than... Like, I feel like that's the only one that went the opposite way, like, where they're like, oh, it's just, like, soldiers that kids play with. Yeah, like, don't worry about no, that. No, it's right, gonna be such a deep, like, underworld web Absolutely. of, like, people he knows that were part of it. Like, I'm yeah. sure, as we talk about in other episodes, like, Ben was definitely a part of it. Scarpy. Well, it reminds me of, like, Avatar of, like, the Lotus. Yeah, it's definitely like, <gasps> White Lotus Society. Yeah, Absolutely. Like, it, that kind of thing, where, like, everyone's, like, subtly, like, a member, but, yeah. like, they don't talk. Like Fight Club, like you don't talk <laughs> about. Can't talk about Fight Club. Club. Like, so they're walking into the crockery, and well, okay. Before this, like an important note is that Kavoth yeah. was like, "Can I ask you a few questions?" And he gets three. Is like you get three, and so then he's like, "I have to be, like this is like a genie in the bottle moment. Like I have to be super careful about like the questions I ask." It's so dumb though because he's trying to like goad him into answering so he'll just make these like leading comments like hmm, seems like the university goes to an awful lot of expense here yeah well it's not a comment i mean it's not a question it's a comment but but i love like like i love him for this because Alodin's like you're not gonna get me to answer i know he's like, like you're he's so not just, like takes ever on, gonna like, trick me he's so on point about it and he's like i'm not gonna answer your question so you might as well stop talking <laughs> just shut <laughs> just up completely ignores him oh absolutely so they go, like, upstairs, and... Oh, wait, no, really important, though. He's like, Kelvin really likes you. Like, why aren't you bothering him? Like, why are you bothering me? And he's like, because you know something that no one else can teach me. And he's like, well, what's that? And he was like, well, I want to learn the name of the wind. Like, I saw somebody call the name of the wind. I feel like he just played his card, though. Like, that was the only reason he had... Absolutely. To talk to Aladdin. And, like, now Aladdin's like, well, that's kind of a silly thing to want to learn. Goodbye. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, well, you're an idiot. And, like, who said I knew anything about doing that? Yeah. He's like, well, it's process of elimination. And we go over, it's like, that's stupid. (laughs) That's improbable math. Yeah. (laughs) Doesn't, yeah, he's like, well, then I guess I must know, like, dances, needlework, and horse thieving. 
yeah. with process of elimination. Like, that's not... Right. You're that's just guessing I reason. know these things, and I might, I might not, but you're wasting your time. And so he's, then they, He's like, doing this, like, step and slide down the hallways thing. So he's in his socks, oh, and yeah. they're looking he's for like a certain door. Is that a thing? I think he was just goading him into more questions. Weird, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm sure it all has meaning. Like, I'm sure, like, all his weird, quirky things he does probably has, like, some, like, Mr. Miyagi meaning. But, like, <laughs> he's probably know. doing, like, Morse code. <laughs> well, I just wonder if, like, like what is he spelling? He, like, knows it is because that's what he used to do when he was in the asylum, and that's how he knows to, like, get to his own door. Creature oh, like, like, me- I mean? like, um, was, like muscle memory? Like, two sides, or, like, Could whatever. Be. Like, yeah. that was just, like, it's just like a spitball, but I was wondering maybe if like stepping past certain people's doors would like trigger them, and you have to Ooh. slide past other people's. But Kavos just walking, so I don't think it matters. It's <laughs> 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 just like chaos behind him. Everyone's like screaming and freaking That's out. That's a good point, though. I I didn't think of it. Like Question that. two: What do I do with these pine cones? <laughs> yeah, but then he's like Timothy, come here, <laughs> and Timothy's like a guard there. And he's like, oh, this is Alodin, sorry. Alodin's like, hey, Timothy, like, come with us. And they get to, like, a certain door. And Alodin's, like, looking in. He's like, how's he been to Timothy? Timothy's like, oh, he's been, like, really quiet. And, like, I don't, like, he's not really sleeping well and, like, blah, blah, blah. And then Alodin, like, goes to open the door and it's locked. And he's pissed. Yeah. And he's like, you locked him in. And, like, I just picture it, like, another, like, Lauren moment, like, God. I know. Like, silent intensity. Yeah. And he's like, no, it wasn't me. Like, it was somebody else. And like, uh, and he's like, <laughs> you don't want to now. This is why I highlighted his name, though. Because he said, like, Alderwin is not to be confined. He may come and go as he pleases. Nothing is to be put in his food unless he specifically asks for it. I'm holding you responsible for this, Timothy Generoi. And, like, I just feel like. Nobody else has last names? No, but, like, nobody else get called by them. And, like, names have such power in this universe. So I feel like that's, like, a quiet threat. Like, Mm. I know your name. And, like, I will use it. And he, by this point, poor Timmy, is, like, trembling. (laughs) And he's, like, pale and, like, yep, unlock it. And he, like, runs. So I feel like that's, like, a subtle, like, moment where you're, like, ooh, he has, like, real power. Yeah. Like, there were, like, He's a force to be reckoned with. And so then they open the door, and little Alder is in there. Which is, like, really fascinating, and I love this whole setup, because after they're investigating him, he's, like, terrified, and he doesn't want to leave. Kavod, like, puts it together that he's a gilder, so he's an accomplished archivist. He graduated, and then stayed at the university, continue his education, and help teach. Mm -hmm. And I think this was Eldon's way of being, like, this guy is fully accomplished. He made his way to his education and it's still broken. cracked. And without getting off topic, but that's what makes naming so dangerous. Your brain like, just breaks. You can't handle it. There, I mean, granted, like, spoiler alert later on, but when Kavoth first calls the name of the wind, he's, like, in shock because his subconscious mind is at the forefront for the first time. Yeah. And so I'm sure with naming, like, it's such a hard balance of boundaries that a lot of these organists and students and people their mind like those walls just crumble and it's not so much that like stress gets them but it's like truly like traumatic on the brain to put it through such arduous tasks yeah well if it's easier for him to call the name of the one when he's in like physical shock that means that every time you're naming you have to put your brain in that mental state which means you're probably putting it through like some severe trauma and stress every time you try to name something I also think of it as, like, 
when you're doing like more advanced like bindings and you have to continue to separate your brain in so many places. That's true. Like naming is like automatically like skipping those steps and just like breaking. Mm. And so like putting yourself, it's not so much that like you break, it's just like to find yourself back again. To like unbreak. That's a cool concept. I do love that though, the whole like idea of like breaking your mind to like several like pieces. Well, it's it's just like realizing your whole reality is like not false, but like it reminds me of like Inception too. Like just like what is real versus fake. And like, if you like know the name of this, what the name that it it's given, but it's true name. Yeah. Right. What does it do to the rest of the things around you? I, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I could go down this rabbit hole too. <laughs> there are too many. But so when they go into the room, they see like Alder Wynn and he's like skinny and he's like kind of naked. And like, <laughs> he's just like wrapped in a blanket. Show. And he's like, hair is crazy. And he's like, psycho. He is just like, starts like, Alodin's like, what happened? And he's like, I was doing fine, like, but all the people and the dogs and, and the, the noise and yeah, and like, and he just like breaks down, and Alodin's like, so gentle with him, and was like, Why are you on the floor? Like, what's happening? Like, let me help you. So it's like really sad because this guy clearly was like very accomplished at once, and was just kind of, kind of like degraded, and is just in a very. Uh, vulnerable position at this point yeah so he kind of decides to leave the room with Kavot and they continue on and as they pass like they'll hear like kind of the generic sounds you'd hear in the same asylum like people like freaking out and screaming and wailing and moaning and crying Mm -hmm. so eventually um and i do really love this line eldon goes and turns a corner and they encounter, again, a door made entirely of copper. And Eldon takes a key from his pocket and unlocks it. And he says, I like to stop in when I'm back in the neighborhood. He said casually as he opened the door, check my mail, water the plants and such. So he takes Kavoth basically into the room that he was put in when he yeah. was like staying there as a patient. But I think it is like important to note that like that copper door was used to keep a super powerful neighbor in. So right. I think that copper door was used Absolutely. to keep somebody alive at one point, like in. Yeah. Absolutely. And like the first thing that Kavos notices is that like the like, air Alder is Wins weird. Was soundproof, and he was like, it's kind of like that when I walked in, but it was like weird. And he also notes once again the walls and ceilings were bare gray stone. So this is like two words instead of just like one word like gray stone. But once again, like we're back to gray stone. Yeah. So I don't know. But he's like, I thought the air was stale, but then I, like, took a deep breath, and, like, it was weird. Is and, it, like, like pressurized? Yeah. yeah. Like, pressure. Like, there was I can't tell if there's, like, signaldry in the room. or Or if they're using, like, alchemy to pump in, like, air. It almost well, seems like they're the using, carpet. like, signaldry or something to, like, compress and, like, make the stone even stronger. Would that cause... Well, I also thought, like, Or to like, cancel you know bindings like, for sympathy. Yeah, Maybe. well, I thought, like, you know how, like, Bast, like, reacts to, like, iron? Yeah. Like, I wonder if this is what namers do to copper. What are their little, like, coins made out of? The ones that they wear? Oh, the gillers? Are they made of iron? I thought so. They might be. I don't know enough about metals are to, they like... They're so, I like, literally the color silver. Oh. But, like, I don't know if they're... I know. I, I wonder if... he said it was iron. I want to say iron. he takes it off, and that not that why he, like... Well, unless that was a so. gram, which are very no, similar. No, he's not wearing a gram. 
Ben's not wearing a gram. No. no. Not Ben. Um, Chronicler with, like, bass. He's like, oh, I think that was just a religious, like, pennant. Oh. Kind of like oh, yeah, because the, um, the priests, oh, the Tekken yes. priests also wear iron. That's right. So some sort of metal. I mean, clearly copper has something to do with, like, keeping namers in, but I... But that's what I thought, because, like... Can nobody name copper? Like, do they not have... Does it not have a name that you can control? I wonder if it's, like, nobody knows the name yet. Yeah. Maybe. But, like, because even when... So, okay, to kind of get to the point is that, like, Kavoth is, like, feeling weird, and he's like, what's going on? And Elodin's like, watch this. And so he, like, takes a big chair and, like, throws it at the wall and, like... Kavoth's like, you're psycho. Isn't it a window? Yeah. Yeah. And like the chair crumbles, like literally just like crumbles into a ball. And he's like, oh. That (laughs) That doesn't normally happen. Yeah, that's different. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, I used to do that for hours. How many chairs did they get? He looks at the window frame and it was copper. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, like what's going on? He's like, Okay, I decided on my second question. He's like, I want to know how you got out. Yeah. And so Elodin's like, finally, like, I get to show you. And he, like, touches the wall. And then I, like, didn't highlight what he said. But he's like, oh, like, I think he quotes, changed it a little bit. Like, that's weird. Doesn't he quote the story to, like, Tarberlin the Great? But he's like, Elodin the Great. Like, literally the same story that's told yeah, in the very first chapter. Yeah, he was lost in a high tower. Oh, no coin, no key, no candle. Yeah, it's, like, literally the exact same wording. And his cell had no door worth mentioning, no window that could be breached, and he made a dismissive gesture. Even the name of the wind was hidden from him by the clever machinations of his captors. So, he um, turned, and he basically told the stone to break. Oh, that's right. It says, like, he faced the gray wall beside the windows. He said to the stone, break. And then he, like, trails off. And he's like, oh my god, they changed the damn name. (laughs) The stone is different. And then he's like, hmm. And he's just, like, still touching the wall, and, like, Kavoth is kind of not paying attention. And he goes, like, Elodin's like, oh, that was, like, almost smart of them. And then he says a word. Yeah, Sierre Basilian. That's the only time we ever hear a naming word, yes. though. And I'm wondering if that's, like, an anagram, or if there's, like, Latin involved. How do you spell it? C-Y-A-E-R-B-A-S-A-L-I-E-N. Google thinks I'm trying to look up cyber baseline. (laughs) (laughs) But he's like looking at the wall and then all of a sudden the whole wall just falls. Like as if it like poured away. And he's, they're like looking through the hole where the wall used to be. And it's like not completely clear. Like there's green. So even like. It's like copper webbing. Right. It's copper. But even that, like he can't just like name it away. Like he has to take a chair leg and like. Like whack away, away, yeah. So I think like they just don't have power over copper for some reason. Yeah. And so he goes, "That wasn't there before." Elvis said apologetically as they like cross the threshold. So yeah, they're definitely somehow copper plays into like a protective barrier when mm-hmm. it comes to naming or even sympathy, maybe. Yeah, and this is when Kavos starting to like see that too. He's like, more and more copper. Like, why is there copper everywhere? Yeah. Someone basically said that if you kind of fudge the, like, word roots, that it ends up translating somewhat into, like, fortress of basalt, i.e. fortress of, like, stone fortified by copper. Oh. Oh. That's clever. Which is not... But this is also a Reddit thing, so I don't really know. 
I mean, I'm sure like that's the point of naming that was that is exactly what that was. Yeah. <laughs> it's so there, but not just kind of fudge it a lot and like a feel the stone and it'll be fine. These people to their crazy. But then he's just so they go out onto the balcony and like this is kind of a real moment though because Odin's kind of like taking a deep breath and like, like I was stuck in this room. Yeah. Isn't stone not that hard to name though? Because isn't that what Fela learns to name first? And it's like supposed yeah, to be I the easiest she's, thing. Like, very like big deal. I thought she's it was supposed deal, to be not that hard because stones are kind of like a still material. Oh yeah, I guess they're like not changing. Yeah, so like their names are easier to learn. It might be. Ever changing wind is so difficult to learn. But also, (laughs) the air that was being pumped in and everything was like creating inconsistent like factors for like the person that's like a captive in the room. But isn't this entire building made out of stones? Like, can no one escape their rooms or do they just not want to? I don't think it's that they don't want to. I think the room is creating conditions in which they're not in the right mental mind frame to tap into naming. I don't think we know enough about anything yeah. to like even. I like, need to know more. Book, it's just like these are the things. I'm like, are we ever gonna know? Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's just so big. I feel like I need like a word by word like explanation, oh, <laughs> like a ten thousand page book. I would die to just like have him reading the book and like pause, be like, so in this moment, I wanted to like blah blah blah. Yeah, that would be awesome. That's what he should do after the third book. Should go on tour and just like read a chapter. And then like, like a seventy seven hour choice. Straight. No breaks. But so then they're out on the balcony. And this is a good part. Yeah. <laughs> part they're so like good. very high up. They're like twenty feet in the air and like the wind is blowing in their cloaks and like in their hair. And Kamal is talking about how like a loaded looks is like on the edge and he looks so majestic like, minus he looks his rather <laughs> impressive actually if you're willing to ignore the fact that he was only wearing one sock. Yeah. Like, he had taken out his sock to like wedge it under a door. Yeah, because like, he didn't want this door to like again. be trapped yeah. in. He was like, I know what my third question is. Like, what do I need to do to like study under you? Why do you still want the this? Up to this. It is wonderful. <laughs> so he was like, he met my eye, calmly appraisingly, appraising me. He like thinks he is in at this point. Yeah, He's just yeah. like ready for Ellen to like bow is. down and be like, fine, I accept uh-huh. you as my student. Yeah. Jump, he said. Jump up this room. <laughs> oh my god. And I can just picture him like jump. And I love all this part. <laughs> Bye. Kabot is like he, he has a great oh, he gets respect for my head. tenacity. He <laughs> wants to improve himself. This is a leap of faith. Like he's yeah. so in his head though, because he's like, you have to prove yourself to yeah, like your like, hermit and your master. Yeah, and he has to have my dedication. Like fully, I will do it. This well, and then he also me. like compares it to Tamoylan the Great. Yeah, he literally does. He's like, <laughs> he's gonna catch me with the wind and like gently caress me down. Be this and magical he moment. He literally says he jumps off the ledge and then. Literally turns around and then I don't look at Helen and be like, like you better catch me. I feel like he's looking for Ellen to like wink and be like, gotcha. My favorite part is him being like, Elodin's expression was marvelous. Like, I've never seen him so astonished. But like, he's like thinking he's like so impressed by his like valor. Yeah. I know, like, oh my god. Oh, shit. <laughs> he just jumped out the fucking roof. Like, what a moron. He literally describes it as like a brick smashing the ground. <laughs> I know, he thinks he's gonna be like so like, ah, oh, like oh, to and the then ground he, like, and then. Raise his hand slightly. <laughs> he's like, he's gonna save me. And he's like, I felt I was floating. And then this is it. I'm <laughs> saved. 
And then he struck the ground. He lands so badly, too. He lands oh on his God. back with his arm behind him. <laughs> I landed on my back so ungraceful. With my left arm beneath me. My vision went dark as the back of my head struck the ground and all the air is burned from my body. <laughs> I didn't lose consciousness. I just lay there breathless and unable to move. I remember thinking quite earnestly that I was dead and that I was blind. <laughs> Finally, he's able to like take a shallow breath, and he's like, "Such a good." He's like, "All I can to breathe the club." Yeah, and he's just like looking, like trying to breathe, and Eldon's like, "I think he literally expects like open his eyes, Eldon be there, like literally like reach down, shake his hand, and be like, "You're in the club, kid." And he's like, "That is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my whole life." <laughs> it is. Uh, and that was the whole point. It's like anyone that reckless, that stupid, Absolutely. should not be should not be naming. Right. And like, then it's like kind of. I like, think a lot of the whole point of it too was like, Kavoth was like, I just have to show my dedication. I have to do whatever he wants, and that's usually not how he operates. He's very yes. much like, I will do my own thing. I will do what I think is best. And Eladin obviously didn't approve of that, Absolutely. but then also didn't approve of his like brown nose like straight-A student approach either, and, like, wanted him to just be smart and actively think for himself. Yeah, absolutely. But I love the the next line is, like, probably my favorite. And, like, it's, like, a cut scene. And then he goes, and that is when I decided to pursue the noble art of artificing. (laughs) 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 It just kills me. And then he's like, well, that was stupid. I got refused by Eldon. And And I got three broken ribs, a concussion, and a dislocated shoulder literally the day after being whipped. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I completely... Man, he really it's literally the next day. Yeah, he's an idiot. I mean, like, it's like... <laughs> he's such a moron. And, like, Alodin is the only one who, like, really... Sees through his it. bullshit? Yeah. And he's like... Uh, Lauren, too. Oh, yeah. But, like, I feel like, unlike Alodin, like, Lauren's just like, goodbye. Like, yeah, I don't really I'm care. Not even like I'm ice and you are nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and you are nothing. I'm ice. <laughs> Oh that was one of the gross. I am ice and you are nothing. Good day. <laughs> it's true. No, I it like is. It up. That was so good. That is such a funny part. I forgot uh, about how funny that was. I just love just how, like, the arrogance. Just like, I know. It's <laughs> like so weak to imagine. Goodbye. I'm part of the club. <laughs> and I just love that he's like, I was floating. Like, yeah. I was floating. Like, nice. And then I wasn't. Yep. But that's, like, another really good, like, fourth wall moment where it's always, like, the build-up, the mystery, the awe, the magic behind it, proving yourself, and then it's literally, like, nope, real life, real life. you literally, like, just fell and broke your ribs. You jumped 20 feet. (laughs) I broke my back. What does that mean? (laughs) Spinal. Oh, my God. That's so good. I kind of feel like that's a good place to stop. Yeah, maybe let's stop it there. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, so What a good high. Wow, what a podcast. Wow. I was so nervous at the beginning, and I felt like I was talking a lot, and I was like, oh, I gotta shut up. <laughs> no, wow. I'm, we're really glad you had the content for this. <laughs> I took so I'm, I'm very impressed you took notes, because I, I do not take I any notes. Remember. I really can't. Like, I had to read them the whole time. I skipped the whole 
door stone. <laughs> door by door. I skipped the whole That's thing. okay. And I even wrote like a big thing. I just read the whole thing. Oh. And I skipped oh. it still. I'm glad I came. Thanks for, ha- thanks for having oh. us. <laughs> oh, thanks for having me on your podcast. <laughs> I'm welcome. <laughs> I don't know what that was. All right. Originally, we were going to do chapters 42 through 49. We are ending now on chapter 46. Seven. Seven. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram at WDIC. No, that is my other podcast. Traitor. Job. Like, you have to say the new number and you see the old number and you're like, sorry, that's targets. That's they're not where we're going to at fantasticbookspod.com or on Instagram at fantasticbookspod. And Bye until guys. next time. <laughs> Bye. Happy reading. This podcast was recorded by Anna Opishinsky and Sam Furman, edited by Anna Opishinsky, produced by Anna Opishinsky and Sam Furman, with webpage and artwork designed by Anna Opishinsky. 